Special shout out to all our patrons who support the show every week. Head on over to patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast and subscribe today for bonus content, special shout outs on social media, and so much more. Patrons, you help keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going, and we couldn't do it without you. Not a patron yet? Join us today at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. You can also support the show by using our brand new Amazon affiliate link anytime you shop on Amazon.com for things like running gear, food, beverages, or anything else the little gray trucks might bring your way. Just go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon anytime you shop. It costs nothing extra, and it helps us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon, and we thank you for your support. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, one half of Team Noisy, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 228 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to Wine and Dine Week. We are, it's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. The, it's here. The one race we've been able to. Well, I mean, I guess we shouldn't say we've been able to do because we haven't done it yet. To but get the, to. But the one we're going to be able to get to this weekend. We can actually travel to it. Although I sent you a text message earlier that had a picture of a of a weather map on it. And I don't need you to start this. I'm at not. All. I'm not saying that anything's gonna happen but already there's another low pressure system we forming in the caribbean no 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 <laughs> absolutely it's, not it's november it's forbidden hurricane season is over the first of november or the first of december first of december ah! we've got another month of this i'm sorry i yelled in the mic and you know you may have to turn your volume down no. as you're listening to this. We will dynamically adjust that through the miracle of modern podcasting editing. Of course. Because we've, we've got the technology. So You're not going to discuss it. We're not going to discuss it. There will be no storm. There will be no, not, n- no, no, nada, nothing. We're, go- we're going Zero. to run, eat, and drink in the happiest place on earth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. <laughs> Today on the episode, we will be talking about a preview of the wine and dine half marathon weekend courses in the run segment, giving some tips for maybe some first time run Disney runners. Yeah. For those that are, you know, maybe this is their first foray or it's their first time doing this particular run weekend. Disney event. Mm-hmm. I think that we'll have some, some nice tips for you. Yes. And then we will be talking about, I should say we will be enjoying an appetizer prior to the wine and dine weekend where we will be able to indulge and explore 
the 2022 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Yes. Through the miracle of this technology we were talking about, we now have the ability to time shift our recordings and we have gone back in time or forward in time. We pre-recorded some some items from the Epcot Food and Wine Festival that we're going to share with you and well, bring it to you with our technology. And I think it was good for us to grab that uh, a few weeks before the hurricane because the Food and Wine Festival is rapidly approaching its end. And anybody who is going to this race weekend might want to know where they can get some small bites that are truly some of our favorites. That's true. It's going to be a very busy weekend, lots of people, and we're going to point you in the right direction so you can cut through those crowds and get to the spots you need to go to. Exactly. We're also going to bring you some amazing beverages from the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. That I mean, we- it's just an appetizer and a a pre-entree cocktail, if you will. Nonetheless, From it's one that they're going to want to get. The festival. But I think it's one of our new favorites. Oh, without a doubt. Because we've everybody knows who has it. been a longtime listener of the show. You know, we have, I mean, this is our Disney race. It's the one if for we the were run to, for the run eat drink podcast, yeah. there's running, there's eating, there's drinking beverages yeah. to be had. Well, this is the one where it all started. Yes, and you know we've this is our first run Disney event. It's the one that helped us catch the bug. We've mm. talked about this before. Yes, we have, and it's the one that's most appropriate. And we've said that if we were going to only do one one run Disney event a year, we would do this one. This would be it. This would be it. And here we are. And so we'll be previewing the race that is the race weekend from Run Disney that is most aptly well suited to our podcast. Indeed. Mm-hmm. But before we do all of that, we have scoured the internet. We have oh yeah checked all of social media. All of uh, it. We we looked at it all. It's done. It's done. And we found some shout outs. We certainly did. Do you want me to go or would you like to go? I'll start. Um, The Marine Corps Marathon weekend was this past weekend, and we want to congratulate our friend Cheryl for cheering on her fellow runners there. That's right. We're congratulating somebody for cheering people on because I think that if you are going to be a cheer squad member, number Mm -hmm. one, that's a commitment of time and effort, parking and all the things to get there. Mm. And that is an amazing event. It's one that we have talked about wanting to do. It's a bucket list race for us. Really? I've been up there in the area where where it's on, and I've seen kind of parts of the course. I mm-hmm. think it would be wonderful to do. And I want to do it. I don't know that I want to do the full marathon. Well, I want to do the race weekend is what I'm saying right. to you. Exactly. And we need to shout out Babs, who had an amazing weekend at the 10k running with 261 fearless and we've talked about 261 fearless that's Catherine switzer's organization that helps women strengthen and improve their lives through running absolutely and so much more yep that's pretty amazing and uh she She also (laughs) 
said that Marine Corps is on her bucket list. That is entirely true. If she were to do a marathon, she said this would be on the bucket list for sure. I have one more shout out. Do it. Back in August, we received a rating and review on Apple Podcasts from Darlene. And we missed it. And we missed it. And we apologize for that. We would like to bring it to you now. It is a five-star review. Thank you, Darlene. So thank you, Darlene. It means a lot. It helps us in in the Apple podcast ecosystem to be discovered the more reviews we have. So if anybody can get out there and leave us a rating and review. Especially five-star reviews. We would love it. And it would help grow the Runication Nation. But Darlene's, I have to shout her out in this segment of the show because I, you know, you talk about this all the time when somebody does this, it just touches my heart. It, it, it makes me kind of emotional mm-hmm. because I can't believe that we have so many wonderful people that we've met and and virtually at this point, but in person very soon, these people have come into our lives as a result of our show. And we're so appreciative of their support, of the the way they talk about our show and the impact it's had upon them. And Darlene does that in this review. When she says, Dana and Amy and Run Eat Drink podcast are like family. Always informative, interesting, and inspirational. I'm blown away by the caliber of guests they attract. If you're looking for a podcast that will entertain, inform, and inspire, this is the one. Listen to one podcast, and you'll be hooked. So thank you, Darlene. That's amazing. Thank you, Darlene. We appreciate that. And listen, if you guys would like to leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts, we would be most appreciative. Like Amy said, it does help us Mm -hmm. get discovered because the more reviews that we have, especially really good ones, and the more (laughs) recent that they are, the more often we are shown to people who are searching for podcasts that are about topics like running, food, travel, drinks, you know, the the things that we tend to talk about. Right. So if you could do that, we would love it. That would be super helpful. In the meantime, shout outs. If somebody wants a shout out, yes, what we, can they do, Amy? We will shout you out for running, for, uh, f- for coming back in training, like Meg, who is on the comeback trail after her surgery and is just keeping at it. I think she's up to four and a half miles and she's just killing it amazing job we would love to shout you out or someone you know that deserves a shout out for something running related or not just something amazing give us a call or email at info at runeatdrink.net type it in there and we will read the shout out or attach a little voice memo to the email and we will play it on the show if you send it to info at runeatdrink.net or you can call the old-fashioned way that's true we do have a phone number 941-677-2733 give that number a call leave us a voicemail try to keep it to about a minute tell us who you are where you're from 
and who you're shouting out, even if it's yourself. We haven't had one of those in a while, and I really want one. We miss the voicemails. And so. we, yeah, or the audio that's attached to email. I just want it. So send that to us, info at runnydrink.net or 941-677-2733. Let's talk running. Absolutely. Expo. Let's start. Let's, let's begin at the beginning of, of a Run Disney weekend. I mean, it's, it's a whole... Wow. It's an experience. It's a whole extravaganza. That starts on, in this particular race weekend, starts on a Thursday. It typically does. Well, for people who are like in the Runcation Nation, like Dawn, let's say, or Rhonda Lee, who are going to Marathon Weekend. Marathon Weekend's not the typical one, though. Like Meg, then it will start earlier. Yes, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Expo Days. Yeah, Marathon Weekend is the long weekend of all of these. Of course. Of course. Springtime surprise. Usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And that is the place where you're required to pick up your bib, pick up your T-shirts, get any merchandise that you might have forgotten in your travels to the race, sneakers, socks, nutrition, Take time to talk to people who will inspire you ahead of your race, like Jeff Galloway and his pacers. And take in the event. I mean, listen, if if this is your first big race weekend, even if it's not your first big race weekend, if you've done some big races before, this expo is huge. Mm-hmm. This is... Even this coming is, back from the pandemic, it was bigger. It was. Than your average expo. A hundred percent. The They hold this expo at the ESPN Wide World of Sports, mm-hmm. at uh, the the big indoor venue that they have It's a there. whole campus, several different buildings, and in one building they have set up the place where you go to pick up your bib. Yeah, the actual bib pickup. Mm-hmm. And that I actually like, separating big bib pickup from the rest of it the rest of it i like that because Mm -hmm. it's very quick yes and they have one building dedicated and there's a section for the 5k and there's a section for the 10k for the half for the challenge and it's all broken down the numbers are there the volunteers are there guiding you to the to the appropriate areas. If anybody in the Runcation Nation has been on the Run Disney site and actually stalked you for runner tracking, mm-hmm. then you would know your bib number ahead of going. Yes. That's that's how I found our bib numbers. Mm-hmm. And you you get your expo pass digitally in email so you can show it to them. You sign your waiver now all digitally on the run Disney website. So you, it's pretty painless. You show your ID and you're and you get your bib. If you're in the challenge, if you're running the 10 K and the half, then they will want to take your picture because they want to prove you are who you say you are. You are who you say you are, and you've run both races, the 10K and the half, so you get that bonus medal for running the challenge. Yeah, they take your photo at the bib pickup, and at the end, when you go to pick up your medal, they, and check it. they actually check it, and <laughs> I've seen it. Your photo pops up on yeah. the computer screen. They're making sure you are who you say you are. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I will 
say that they they've done a great job at kind of ironing this part out. It's great. It's nice and smooth, and then you exit that building, and you they they kind of guide you upstairs and to the expo floor for your shirt pickup. The shirts that are included in your registration fee are the one I'm are the ones I'm talking about right now. Yes, yeah, they they have a separate shirt, the I did it shirts that are for sale for sale at the. Merchandise, merchandise area, which is a separate area, separate building. You get a a um, finisher shirt. Well, I don't know if you call it a finisher shirt. You get a participant, a participant shirt, shirt. Yeah, as part of your your race entry fee mm-hmm. for five k, for ten k, for half for the challenge. So that is in where the expo booths are, mm-hmm. and you will have plenty of restrooms in there. You will have booths where you will see. Uh, run Disney royalty like Jeff Galloway and his Pacers. Yeah. You'll also see an amazing selection of products. There are all kinds of running and fitness related products Mm -hmm. from shoes, socks, uh, compression sleeves, nutrition, Mm. uh, massage devices. Sure. um, Post-run therapeutic ointments. You name it. They've got they've, everything. They've got it all. Even if you might want to add something, I mean, the number one thing that people tell us is don't ever run in something you haven't trained in, but there is apparel. I was going to say, sometimes you forget things at home. You could add just maybe an accent, like a like a tutu, or sometimes things happen and, and luggage can get delayed or lost. This is one of the few races where if you had a catastrophic luggage event, mm-hmm. you could literally show up to the expo and leave with shoes, shorts, everything, a shirt, everything, everything you would need to participate in your race. And you could do that. And you could probably, you know, wear it that day to kind of break it in mm-hmm. a little bit around your hotel and be okay. If you had to. If you had to. Nice to in know an emergency. you could if mm-hmm. you absolutely had to. Yes. Everybody's trying their best to get your luggage here, to get everything here. But if it happens, there's always a backup plan, and that is great. The I will be interested to hear, because this is the weekend, the first weekend that the virtual queue will be enacted on Thursday. We will miss that. And... I am curious in the Runcation Nation if people will provide us feedback about how, if they participated and how their experience was with that virtual queue. Me too. I would love to hear from some of you how that went. What was your experience? And did you think that it helped, whether it's control the size of the crowd or did it help control availability availability of merchandise? Mm. I have my own thoughts on this. I'm not so sure in, gonna my, see. in my mind what impact that's going to have, mm. and I want to see what what it actually does. So, well, we will be looking forward to hearing from you if you participate in the race weekend, participate in the virtual queue, what your thoughts are. Also, something to keep in mind, this is at the ESPN Center, which mm-hmm. is deceptively large. It is. It's a the whole complex. And there's a lot going on. Yeah, there is. There's the building where you do your packet pickup mm-hmm. or your, your bib pickup. Mm-hmm. Then you go over to the main event mm-hmm. 
that's a separate building. Then if you want to go to the merchandise, like we were just talking about, that's a third building. That you get your steps in. You're going to. You'll easily get your 10,000 steps in. But I would say I, a lot of people are tempted to stay there for hours or f- to stay there, pick up their stuff, and then also do a park. And if you are trained for that, if you are a run Disney professional, cheers to you. If, if you're a a little nervous, if it's your first time, if it's, I would say set a time limit, set a little alarm or alert on your phone or your watch, whatever, so that you can be mindful of getting the meal you need and the rest you need to be in the corrals by no later than 4 a.m., no matter whether you are staying at a resort on property or at one of the partner hotels around close by. Remember if you're doing their provided buses. That it's going to be early. Those buses normally are picking up or or, or, starting at three starting to leave the hotels at Mm 3am to get you over there to the early the, the, the main area of of the parking lot where you need to be by four. Yeah. And sometimes there have been stories on on the internet Aww. and we've experienced it ourselves where some of the drivers maybe get lost. The drive takes a little longer. The traffic is kind of heavy. So or something delays the buses or just it's keep in something. mind that even though these are official buses, if you're doing the provided transportation you you don't want to cut it close. You want to give yourself plenty of time. Yes, for those pre-corral potty stops, pre-race potty stops, so you don't have to stop for that in the race, and you can take your time to ru- to run your race and do the character stops as you need to or as you want to. I would also, I, I would also say yeah. that the the when you you mentioned potty stops, mm-hmm. plenty of porta potties. At the pre-race party. Oh, very much so. They are well equipped. They really do. The the pre-race party. Not within the corrals, but before you yeah. go into the corrals. I mean, there once you go into the area for runners only, there's plenty of po- of uh porta potties. Plenty there too. But when you get into your corral and you're in that space where you want to be, then at that just, point. Just make sure you've done everything you need to do <laughs> prior to getting into the corral. That is my advice. Exactly. To you. Once you are going, <laughs> one, yeah, once you're heading that into the corral advice. to take your spot, at that point, you need to have gone to the restroom because two or three times. When that corral cases, fills in behind mine, you, it's mine, hard to navigate. Me. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to navigate in and out. And then you could lose your partner. You could. That's if Might you're happen. running with a group and that kind of thing. That's what Find but, My Friends is for on the iPhone. Yeah. So these are some of the tips and, and recommendations we would make for the expo, for navigating the expo. It's just always be mindful of what works for you pre-race so that you can have the time that you need to get your bib and the expo experience but don't let it overwhelm you and exhaust you so that you can't enjoy your race experience so let's recap number one get in the virtual queue like you said on thursday for Mm -hmm. the merch see how that goes yeah 
Uh, don't spend all your energy at the expo. Make a plan to get some rest and some food. Get your meal before the race. If you are nervous, if you're a first timer, or even if you have been to several like us and you just need that Jeff Galloway fix, you oh, want to yeah. talk to the pacers to see what the run-walk-run ratio is going to be in different corrals so that you could stick with a group. If you're if you're coming on your own, sometimes that can be overwhelming. And to know that there are pace groups with those little flags that say, hey, if you're trying to get 3.30, if you're trying to get three hours, if you're trying to get 2.30, so on, so forth, stop by that booth where Jeff Galloway is and see how that works. See what the run-walk-run ratios are and if you might be comfortable with that. And you could stick with them for all or part of the race and by the end, you probably have some new friends. I was going to say, you're going <laughs> by definitely by the end of this race. If you haven't like met some people and talked to somebody, you're probably doing the race wrong because these are, I these imagine are that you would great events. And, and we have, when you fall in with the, the pacer groups for a little while, mm -hmm. they're a lot of fun. Some of them, some of the pacers are just characters. They, they are. They're, they're hilarious. They are. And, uh, what a great time. Mm -hmm. But we have some news regarding the, the actual race courses well this as well this year yes i don't know that we've ever like last year we did uh, we didn't do the half right so i don't so i have no recollection of the course from the half last year all of this may be review for those of you who have participated in this race weekend in the last couple of years. Well, but we've done this race weekend more than once. Mm -hmm. And there have been some modifications to the race course over time. Sure. So if you haven't done it in recent memory, mm -hmm. this may, they, they may be throwing you a bit of a curveball, And it may be something that you just want to be aware of, you know, in preparation because, you know, uh, you know, things things have changed a little bit. Just Construction's a little expanded in some areas. Yeah. It's finished in others. Epcot's still a mess, but you know, hey. Well, so we could talk about the the five k. You want to talk about the five k? We could talk about the five k a little bit. It's three point one uh, miles. Three point one miles, as as you know. As you know. Implied by the name. Of course. 5K. Of course. But what I like about Disney 5Ks, and it, this goes Not for- Not timed. I, well, I love that, yeah. number one. But there's something else I like about 5Ks, and truthfully, the 10Ks. Okay. When you get into the higher distances at Disney races, they have to do something to create- um, space for you to run to get those extra miles those anything anything beyond six miles you've got to have some wide open spaces to run so there's a lot of between the park running sure. that happens at the half and the full mm -hmm. i love the 5k and the 10k mm. because specifically because they tend to be very contained within parks. or near the park yeah parks some, as we love them uh, something about running in the park, whether it's the the yeah. forced perspective of the way the parks are designed to make things look further in the distance and hot taller than they are, and 
you're, you know, you're going through these tight lanes. It makes you, it feels faster. I think there's more to look at. It's more distracting. Let me just tell you what I love about being in the park and in the and and in some of the parking lot as you go into the parks during the run. Okay. Well, first of all, it's nighttime. Or very, very early morning. Very early morning. It's still dark. It's, you know, and did I say nighttime? Yeah, you did. It's dark outside. <laughs> it's dark outside. You know what I mean. And it, you have the park to yourself as runners all the way through the, the shorter distances. And the cast members are there throughout the park to give you that oomph, that motivation, that extra burst of energy that you need. They're so positive. And they are. I love it. It's it's really nice to see. And that's that's cast members from every discipline mm-hmm. in the park. Yes. From from janitorial to retail to characters to you name Doesn't it. Doesn't matter. They're, they're they're fantastic. They are. And the 5K event, mm-hmm. really, it starts in the parking lot of Epcot. All of them do. All of the races for the weekend start and end at Epcot. Yeah, but this one never leaves Epcot. Exactly. Positive. So, you know. And it, what you love about it. it, it it's the best. <laughs> so, basically, this one, you know, starts at you out way out, you know, off of like Epcot Center Drive almost. The, like the Not main quite. road yeah, heading yeah. into, the, into the park. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it takes you kind of around, uh, kind of in the back 40, so to you speak. You call it the back 40? It, it, well, it really is. Because it takes you back towards like cast member parking. And you end up coming into the park at mile one. So you've got a good distance in the in the parking lot. Um, well, you know, a mile. But you come into the park, you know, right behind Frozen. Mm-hmm. And that's mile one. And then... I think you're running one of my favorite parts of any Disney run. Which is? Um, You're running around the World Showcase. You do basically a loop around World Showcase. I mean, okay. I do love that, except for the hill in France. And yes, I call it a hill, even though it's because... It's a Florida hill. It's Florida. Okay, I'm Florida. (laughs) Girl. Yeah. No, I I get it. And this one, you know, it it takes you um, clockwise around the lake... And you end up going out. It looks like, looking at the map, it looks like you go over the hill in France and you kind of go out and then you go out near um, what would be the UK and then you kind of go in the back a little bit and back in on the on the World Showcase. So you have this kind of like, like loop at mile two that takes you kind of behind some of the behind the scenes areas. Oh, yes. Um, and that's over near, that would be over near the, the gateway to the world, mm-hmm. um, in that Epcot area. area resort. Exactly. Near there. And then it takes you right back into the world showcase. And then you come back out right by the big golf ball, you know, spaceship earth. Well, test track too. Yeah. And test track. Yeah. yeah. So all in all, I think and then mile three, I'm sorry, put you back in the main, uh, parking lot. Right. 
So I think it's going to be a, a good race. That's a nice, easy loop. Nice, easy course. No must, no fuss. And I do think the 10K has. Well, I was going to say this 5K course is basically what you do when you go to the park, except there's less walking. <laughs> if you're going for seriously, if you're going for a day at Epcot, you've got to park out in the parking lot and yeah. walk in. So that kind of gets you almost, you know, to where you're, tr- you're going. Because the trams in. are not running. Trams aren't running. I got you. Okay. So you walk in. All right. You know, you make your way back to the World Showcase. You do. Uh, who does just one lap around the World Showcase if you're spending a day at Epcot? Nobody. Maybe. Most people don't. I don't know. They do more than one. Okay. So you've easily nailed a 5K. Okay. When you go for a day at Epcot. Truth. So. Just if saying. you do more than one lap. And most people do. But what about the 10K? Well, 10K is my favorite distance. I know it is. And, and anybody who has listened to this show for any length of time knows 10K is Dana's favorite distance. Well, I'll be curious to see what you think of this one, because this one uh, incorporates a little bit, just a tiny bit of that... Um, over the road running that you Um, get on the longer distances. See, like we've talked about the 10 K's in the past. Okay. So the map looks like, well, I will tell you that our friend on Instagram, uh, running and makeup, Kristen, she did, she did a great course breakdown. She did. Yes. Probably better than we're going to talk about. I, uh, it looks like we're starting in the Epcot parking lot and going the opposite direction. Yeah, from we, the 5K. Yeah, you're going like west down Epcot Center Drive. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like the main road that takes you out, you know, towards like where main traffic happens on the Disney property. Mm-hmm. And it looks like you're, you're, you do kind of a, a, you hit mile one and then you cross over World Drive, which is the main art, one of the main arteries. And yes. you immediately go into one of those dreaded off ramps. I know because it's like, you know, one oh. one leg is higher than in the other. It, it, off ramps are hard for me. It's like a 17 degree cant. And you it's are hard for me. And, it, and it's longer. Like when you're driving those, they don't seem that big. When, when you have to power yourself by your own leg. It's a different story. It's different. So you do that, you have a medical stop there, and then it looks like you head into the... Well, you go, you get onto World Drive, mm-hmm. and that's a nice straight shot. Now, the nice thing about World Drive, straight, flat, paved. We know this because we've run it plenty of times. But you're in the Epcot area, resort area. Yes, kind of you're over near the Yacht Club, mm-hmm. Beach Club area, but you're on World Drive. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's basically a... a, a Six lane highway for mile two into three. And when you're heading to right to mile three, you're crossing over Buena Vista Drive, another artery, and you're doing another one of those off ramp loops. Well, we're going to make it through that. And that takes you up. Oh, I know this one because this is every year. That's an uphill climb. Okay, we'll make that it. That takes we'll you. Make it. Normally, they have the um, the the Green Army Man cheering you on, which you love. I love that one costume. of your favorite things. He does a great job. He's usually posted there, and and 
cheering you on. You get up there at mile three. It gets you on to Buena Vista Drive. It's a short kind of downhill from from right there at the at the crest of the off ramp. Mm-hmm. And when you, you get to the bottom in. of the downhill, you make a sharp right turn and it puts you right into the back of of Disney's Hollywood stair. And it reminds me studios. so much of like mile 10 and past courses. Yes. Mile eight or 10. And I'm not sure how I feel about that, but, but at any rate, yes, normally it would be toward the end of the race that you would encounter the back of Hollywood studios and pass by the, uh, twilight zone tower of terror. Yes. And normally this is the spot in the race where the, those enthusiastic and amazing cast members start lying to you. This is where they tell you you're almost there. They're trying to be supportive. I know, but I'm like, oh, oh, you sweet summer child. We are not almost there. I'm sorry, there. what did you just say? <laughs> we, you're, you're not almost there. We're only halfway there at this point. Well, we're over halfway, actually. Well, that is true. That is true. So you 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 come in behind the Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. Normally, this time of morning, it's still dark or just getting mm. to sun up. Mm. I love this time of morning Me running. Me too. Me too. And it takes you normally right near the rock and roller coaster. Yeah. Depending on which which uh, way around the building they take you. Right. And you get to see the rock and roller coaster. You get to see. I love the look of Hollywood Boulevard when it's all it's lit up. It's great. It's beautiful. It feels really good to get there. It does. It really does. And I really like that it's over the halfway point. And then, it, and it's a short jog in uh, the course is a short jogs just a little bit into Disney's Hollywood Studios. You're not there bit. for very long. No, no. Um, you basically get a little bit down Hollywood Boulevard. Then you're going to hang the left and you're going to go out. The, Looks like by the water. You go out the main entrance and it takes you around by the little yeah. lake there, Crescent Lake. And it takes you under the little uh, overpass at Buena Vista drive. And it takes you along the water between the swan and dolphin. Oh, it's one of my favorite areas to run. Yeah. Right there. Swan and dolphins on your left and the boardwalk is on the right. We love this section. So this is mile four and five. Are we giving tips, course tips? Oh, what's your course tip? My course tip here is once you get to mile four, Mm-hmm. which is going to be just as you're kind of making the the turn to head along the, the the path along the water. Once you start along that path on the water, mm-hmm. that is not the place to do a lot of jostling for position. That area gets super narrow. It is basically a nine foot wide paved sidewalk. So true. And I've seen people almost get into like they like get into shouting matches for sure, because there are there there's the occasional person who doesn't realize run Disney events may not be your best time to PR. You can, you can, but it may not be your best time. And and there are places along this race that are really good for making up time. This particular segment between mile four and five is not because this takes you your entire running path is a nine foot wide sidewalk. Mm. They're running all of the runners through that path. So this is the time to make sure your hydration is up to date to refuel, to 
get yourself some positive mantras Mm -hmm. to enjoy the view of the water and the sky and grab a selfie. Yeah. You know, you're going to have some great opportunities for photos as you head towards mile five and you make the sharp right turn and head into the boardwalk. So great. So pretty. I love running along the boardwalk. It's amazing. And we've done it even outside of Disney races. And we've talked about that on the show. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a a caution, a cautionary tale here though. Oh, the boardwalk. We, we affectionately refer to as the salad shooter. You've got, no, he does that, but I don't, I just want everybody to be careful. There's a reason because they keep this area pristine and wash the walkways all the time. They power wash they the power walkway wash them, overnight. And it is super slick. And we have seen people fall at this point and we don't want anybody to fall. So be careful of your footing along the boardwalk. To be clear, people fall every time we run this. Because Just be careful. You've got to watch. Those boards are super slippery. Yeah. So be careful of that. What's cool is they're they're going to run you out uh, along the boardwalk, kind of off. To, you're going to take a right and you're going to go counterclockwise along the boardwalk, and you're going to head over. Or you're going to go right past the uh, the place formerly known as the Boardwalk Bakery, now known as the Boardwalk Deli, Deli. Uh, and then you're going to head to the paved area that takes you towards the gateway to the world over at Epcot. Gosh, I wish somebody would be outside that deli with a butter butter sandwich for me. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And okay, that would be at like mile 4.7. I really don't care. No, I'm just saying, if you're interested, it's <laughs> at about mile 4.7 I on the course. Care. Um, yeah, butter butter sandwich is the sandwich of choice. Um, yeah. Mile five is basically right there when you get into Epcot. Mm-hmm. So then your last mile is you finishing the little bit of the world showcase, a little bit of the world showcase. You're going to run from like the UK to Canada past the refreshment port. You're going to head over towards test track. Then you're going to go kind of out into the parking lot and boom, finish line. You are there. It's, it's, you know what? Now along this course, I, I mentioned there's places to make up your speed. The first mile on the road, first mile of this course, straight, flat paved, not in the park, you know, when you get off of the first, um, when you get off of the first off ramp, Mm. it's going to be straight, flat and paved all along world drive. Sure. When you get off of world drive and you get onto Buena Vista all the way to the entrance to the park, straight, flat and paved after that point, it's going to get super crowded. And you just have to, you know, uh, there are runners to the left. There are walkers walkers to to the the right. right, And you can signal, like, I work on it even in training, raising my hand when I'm going to run, raising my hand when I'm going to walk. And you can hear my watch go off. And a lot of those those Galloway runners are using his 
run walk run timer and you hear those things going off all around you They're or great. a garmin you hear so yep. it is it, just to follow the etiquette is good i was going to say that's probably the most important thing mm-hmm. is if everybody follows proper race etiquette you know and run. i know it can be hard when you turn a corner and you have to reassess what is really to the right and what is really to the left and i think that is the tough challenge for any runner or any walker or any run walker 100% it, it doesn't matter so it's, it is tough. I acknowledge that. And I'm going to do the best I can. We're going to do the best we can. And everybody's going to do the best we, we can and just be good to each other. Absolutely. That's the goal. I like, I like that. The half is kind of a, a deja vu situation. It, it is. And it gives me some concern. Why? It gives me some pause because. Oh, we've talked about this. I know what you're going to say. We've talked about this personally. Yes, personally. One-on-one. The last time I think, I think that the last time we did this type of course was the Disney Star Wars. Inaugural Dark Side. Inaugural Dark Side. Yeah. And they had some problems with execution. I would say they had just some things that they were not aware of. Or they didn't plan for anticipate. Yeah, and and this was before like the microwaves, the like you call them the the, microwaves. I call them the microwaves, the miniature waves. The miniature waves at the start, and what we're saying is a corral could be a whole letter D or a whole letter A. They used to do it this way, and then they would break it up. Well, Uh, well, and then they would release it. Now, what they've done in years recent each most corral recent, is broken up each corral is broken up into little micro groups and released um in waves like two minutes apart mm-hmm. so i have some concerns yeah, I, so that might be a little better though it might be so i'm, I'm going to be curious to see mm-hmm. but i'm just telling you i'm going into this race with some reservations you are nervous about the congestion issue yes and i'll get to why in just a second so this one here starts Epcot parking lot it starts us out but this starts out way this is this is way out this starts at um oh gosh this starts on epcot center Lower. drive so they've moved the start oh, line yeah. way out when you compare it to the 10k yeah and so they Basically, that start line, it goes along Epcot Center Drive, Mm -hmm. around like their toll plaza, Mm -hmm. and then it loops back on itself. And like from from the start to the toll plaza is mile one. Mm -hmm. So for the for the big race, for the for the half marathon, that first mile straight flat paved. But caution runners speed speed bumps bumps ahead. ahead. I, I might even have the audio somewhere you know or at least i used to you know back when i was a much better prepared podcaster than i currently am but uh you know it's just (laughs) it it, they always have that that audio going it's so fun so it brings you back to mile two and then heading to mile three they go south into cast parking and they bring you back into epcot behind frozen and then you immediately go into that world showcase run very similar to what we saw in the um, in the 10K. Mm-hmm. So you do the counterclockwise loop around um, the, around the lake at the world showcase. It looks like they jog you out a little bit behind France mm. and then bring you back in. Mm. 
I don't know. We'll have to see. That's kind of what it looks. Or I'm sorry, no, they, uh, they they drag you out behind. That is um, like over by Marrakesh. Okay. And then they bring you back in by France, and then you go over the little bridge, and then they take you out of Epcot. Mm. And this is where just you know all rules are broken. Well, okay. Mile four. Then mile five looks like it is boardwalk. Yeah. They are taking you around. You head to the left or you start heading clockwise around Crescent Lake. Um, So basically you're going around the boardwalk again. Hmm. And then you hang a sharp left and that's taking you back along the water, heading you back over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. So we're kind of doing the 10K backwards. So this is where my reservations kick in because when they did this exact thing for the inaugural Disney, they had so much. I'm sorry. The inaugural Disney star Wars. Yes. They had so much congestion. It brought sections of this race along the water, literally to a standstill. Mm -hmm. I have never been around so many runners who were so mad in my it, life than that know. race. We'll have to see. So, and maybe the microwaves, like you like to call them, will help. I th- I'm hopeful that that's the case mm-hmm. because what usually happens is they start the race out with the long tracts of distance to spread the runners out. On the roads. And then they end in the parks where they're already spread out. So it'll be interesting to see if those waves have an impact. Well, I'm hopeful that those first two or really three miles, the two miles in the parking lot, and then that taking you to mile three behind Frozen, I'm hoping that's enough to spread everybody out. We'll see. Perhaps. So you you end up going, you know, mile four is, is where you exit Epcot. Mile five is the boardwalk, like the we boardwalk. were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Then you head around and you, then you go back in over to Hollywood. And I'm actually excited about this part. I know because we get to run galaxy's edge for the first time. And nobody has seen that since, well, the springtime surprise runners got to do it. Okay. Last year they got to do, they got to do it. Now we get to do it. We've never done it. So we just have to make it to this point here where we can, where we can see that part of, Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I was going to say, for all my complaining about I know the Star Wars area of the park. I know. Needing more stuff to do. It is beautiful. It is. It, it's well done. The Imagineering is fantastic. The fact that I'm going to be running on pavement where R2-D2's actual treads rolled through the wet concrete. You will be excited. I am very excited about mm-hmm. that. I'm going to be more excited about that than I am about running through Pandora. So that's mile six. Which we totally skipped this time. Totally. By the way, BTW. Yeah, we're, um, spoiler alert, you're not going through Animal Kingdom this time. Mm -mm. It's more of Hollywood Studios, and that's in place. Yes. I think. Actually, it's the same miles Mm -hmm. of the race. So, So, yeah, mile six takes you through Star Wars land. You end up going through Toy Story land. You come out. Uh, it looks like it. Yeah. You basically come out the, the, the way you came in for the 10 K. So you'll end up going back down Hollywood Boulevard and out around the back of tower of terror and then out onto Buena Vista drive where you're going to hang a left going West. 
So it will feel very backwards to us where we normally get to mile 10 at that area. We're spitting out at mile seven on the roads. Yes. And going, going, going on the roads for uh, mile seven and eight. Yeah. Which we're we're used to, just not in that direction. Yeah, you're basically going to do the mile seven. Um, You're going to go... It looks like they're going to take you along like a bus access road instead of going around that um, around around that off ramp, mm. and then that's going to take you south on World Drive to mm-hmm. mile eight, and then there's a sharp switchback. They're keeping you on the same road. You're mm-hmm. just basically you get to the cone, you turn around, and you're going in the opposite direction. Which on. we've seen them employ that strategy in the past. Yes, and this is going to be a great spot for people to really make up time. I think we'll be spread out by then, and it will be good. Headed to mile nine. Mile nine takes you up by. You're going basically straight north on on World Drive. That takes you up by the Disney World Dolphin Resort. You're going to keep going. And then that's as you're heading to about mile 9.75, that's where you're going to see an off ramp. And Mm. that's going to take you to Epcot Center Drive Mm -hmm. at mile 10 when you get to the top of that off ramp. And then they are basically running you back into Epcot, back into Epcot. So you to the finish parking lot to mile 11 south through the parking lot. And they are going to take you uh, down and around by Soren kind of around the back of it. It looks like Mm. to mile 12 being basically just a little bit of the world showcase. World sh- so yeah, the top end of the world showcase. It looks like it's going to be over there by that looks like it's going to be close to what used to be the electric umbrella. But right now I think is the con- the construction. And then you're going to go um, kind of around over by test track and then out into the parking lot again. Mm-hmm. There so, you go. There you go. I mean, it's, it's, that's an interesting course. I am very curious about this one. I am too. And we will report back on what we see. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm nervous. Me too. I'm curious. Um, There's a lot going on here. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to see how it goes and it'll be a good weekend regardless. Oh, Because we'll be with our fellow runners and people are always so positive. Listen, I look forward to it. This event, this is our first travel race after some major stuff that's happened here. We've needed time away. We've needed to get some travel under our belt. We've needed to get some miles, some more miles under our belt. We're going to do that here. Would have been nice to get some more miles ahead of it. Prior to this. But. It is what it is. And we'll have to enjoy the moments that we have. And that's what we're going to do. And we're excited to see some of you guys there. Mm -hmm. Please seek us out. Shoot us messages. Tell us where you're at. We'd love to meet up if you're going to be there this weekend. Mm -hmm. We want to make this a a great time for the Runcation Nation. And we can't wait to bring you even more from the Walt Disney World, Run Disney, Food and Wine, or... Food and wine. Yeah. Food and wine festival. The food and wine Wine and dine half marathon marathon weekend. weekend. Yes. 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 There's so much food. There's so much wine. 
Well, yes. <laughs> and speaking of all of that. Are you hungry? I am. Are you? Is this all this running, talking of running, making you hungry? All of this talk of running oh. just has me famished. Well, I don't want to go into a full-blown meal. I would like to whet everybody's appetite for the 2022 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival at the Walt Disney World Resort in the Epcot Park by playing some audio when when we were up there prior to this weekend mm-hmm. and we found one of the booths that would be oh well maybe it has become in our minds the one of the new favorites that we have i mean we love canada we love the UK. Those are staples. Those are staples. We love the America Pavilion. Also a staple. We have talked about those in the past. However. We have not talked about the swanky, saucy swine near Disney Traders. Hey, Runcation Nation. We are coming to you live from the World Showcase at the 2022 Epcot Food and Wine Festival. This is going to be, I think my favorite place of the entire festival this year because everything about what we're about to tell you speaks to my southern heart speaks to your southern heart you mean the pimento cheese with the pork rinds i do and i also mean the bloody mary made with bourbon and garnished with bacon also served in a mason jar yes so we're talking of course about the Swanky Saucy Swine Booth, established in 2021 at the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, and they are coming out swinging this year. Yes, the crispy barbecue pork rinds with pimento cheese, which is incidentally gluten and wheat friendly. <laughs> and it's part of their Emile's oh, fromage. fromage Montage. So- if you, you want to go all over and get your cheese dishes, they yes. have a special thing for you at the end of that adventure. I don't know what that is. I don't know what the special prize is. But this is the caviar of the South, pimento cheese. So you tell them. Pimento cheese is a dip made with, a lot of times, mayonnaise, sour cream, shredded cheese, and spices. And this one is not really disappointing. I'm looking at this. It has diced looks like diced onion pimento of course hence the name and you have this wonderful texture to it so i'm gonna give this a taste right now amy has wandered off they just tell you it's a complimentary treat they don't tell you what it is Uh so how is it Mm. this is a more spreadable version so they a little uh, looser mayonnaise ba- mayonnaise and sour cream base probably mm. to make it easier to dip this has some bite to it so they got a little that's what i was gonna say exactly yeah, this has a little uh, cayenne in the back there it tickles your back of your throat there do you think it's the barbecue spice in addition to what's in the pimento cheese maybe the barbecue spice that's on the pork rinds these pork rinds are incredibly light that's mm. very pleasant what do you think? Light, airy, crisp. This takes me back to childhood because pimento cheese was a staple in my house growing Like you said, it's caviar itself. And I love cheese. 
yeah it does have spice but it is just amazing let's see very cheesy very tasty I think it's in the cheese I don't think it's the pork rind I just tasted the pork rind uh, by itself by itself yeah yeah you're right totally right but no the totally. pork rinds by themselves nice and light and airy not mm. greasy and they're served in this little bag yeah the, the serving is beautiful they do this brown paper bag for Lunch the pork bag. rinds and you get a little plastic ramekin for the cheese itself very nice there's chive in the pimento cheese there's the pimento itself yeah this is they did such a nice job with this mm. you can see the cheese they use a white cheddar mm -hmm. in the base i love white cheddar mm -hmm. <clears throat> so this has a nice tartness to it very good honestly we, uh, i don't think anybody's gonna be disappointed yeah with that. if you like pimento cheese and you like pork rinds this is for you or if you've never tried pimento cheese a lot you of should try it friends who don't have a lot of southern delicacies mm. may not have ever tried it don't be afraid of it don't be afraid Definitely. Think, think of it as a cheese dip or a cheese spread. Yeah, super, super delicious. All right, but and it's, it's 104 heat index out here right now. We need refreshment in the form of a bourbon Bloody Mary with seaside-grown Bloody Mary mix, Lebro or Lebrot, <clears throat> and Graham Woodford Reserve bourbon whiskey. There's bacon. There's a rim here. Yeah, it's got like a spicy rim. Yeah, that's... What spice? That's not tahini. It looks like tahini, but ooh. it's got some sweetness to it. Uh, that rim. Yeah. It's a barbecue dry rub mm. that they used to rim the. This is a candied bacon garnish. Oh, that's so cool. This has so much going on. Oh. Bloody Marys are usually vodka based. Yes. And I just I like the smokiness that a bourbon adds. Yeah, now, yeah, what are your initial thoughts here? I like the freshness of the tomato flavor in the Bloody Mary mix. It's got spice that reveals itself on the back of your tongue and lingers the, and grows the more you sip. But it's refreshing. This, the vehicle that it's served in is just adorable. Mmm. Then you have a little punch of sweetness and smokiness from the candied bacon. So... I think it's refreshing, a little bit of kick. Super, super tasty and a nice compliment to the pimento cheese and the pork rinds. Good call. Yeah, this is great. And I think everybody should experience the Saucy Swine at the 2022 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Cheers. Cheers. This may be the new favorite for us. Oh my gosh. Maybe. I am... Listen, this one hits all the notes for me. All of them. Your southern roots. It is. It, it absolutely is. If you're not, if you're from the south, you're going to appreciate this. Um, that pimento cheese was ridiculous. So good. The idea of having, you know, of course, dipping something in pimento cheese is very right. natural, but then making it pork rinds, that is just unctuous decadence on top of decadence. And then my mouth's watering talking. About I this know right now. I can tell. And that drink 
was in my mind one of the strongest cocktails we've not strongest I in kept, terms of in terms of alcohol although it also was pretty strong i really feel like i want to go back it was a strong representation there they were phenomenal and i kept the glasses oh yeah, yeah. i mean i kept the little mason we have jars. the little little mason jars yes they're adorable <sighs> you absolutely have to try this mm. if you're not southern if you've never had the pleasure of having good um, pimento cheese, please give this a try. It sounds weird. I promise you, you're not going to be disappointed. And when we're talking about Bloody Marys, Bloody Marys are not for everybody. A lot of people don't like savory drinks. Oh, I get that. Give this one a shot. But I, uh, it's so good. It really is. Unbelievably good. Mm Mm-hmm. You wouldn't make a steady diet of this, but oh, this, no. but if you're going it to is, if you're going to splurge, yeah, boy, howdy, is this the place to do it? I think it would be fabulous for a post race appetizer, like a like a brunch cocktail, and this the pork rinds with the pimento cheese. Oh gosh, rich Just, enough to split for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Do it and big enough to split. Oh yes, without a doubt. This is a, this one. This one's a great value for your money. It's a table appetizer, and that beverage is fantastic. Yeah, I have nothing bad to say about it, and I think everybody should have it or at least try this booth 100%. for sure. Hundred percent. But guess what, Aim? I know. Yeah, when you hear her go, oh, that means that we have come to the end of the episode. It's covered almost running. an hour in. We've covered running, eating, and drinking. We hope that we've given you guys an amazing look ahead. Or at accomplishing, the, exploring, and indulging. There you yeah. go. Yeah. At, at the 2022 Walt Disney World Run Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend. Mm. We are super excited. We cannot wait to get there and do it and cover it live. Um, I'm looking forward to this weekend more than I can say. Oh, me too. But before we go, we want to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show. We don't have these very often. No, because we, I'm we're, so excited. We, we tend to be very, very selective about we do. Uh, who we're going to partner with. But this sponsor is very special to us and very near and dear to our hearts because she's not only a sponsor, but she's a friend and a friend of the show. Fitz Kohler. And we want to tell you about her brand new course, Fixing Your Life with Fitzness. You know Fitz as one half of Team Noisy, some of our favorite race announcers, Mm -hmm. as she has been at the start and finish lines of some of the most fun races we've ever run, like the Donna Marathon Weekend, that you guys know is near and dear to our heart, the Gasparilla Distance Classic as well, which is a race that we are ambassadors for this year. Mm Mm-hmm. She's also a cancer survivor and author of the book you often see on our set during our live streams. Oh, yes. My Noisy Cancer Comeback. But did you know she is also a fitness expert? And you did know that if you heard her interview on our show. Yes. 
back in May. She's got a master's degree in exercise and sports sciences from the University of Florida. Go Gators! And she's been teaching fitness around the world for decades. Fixing Your Life with Fitness is an in-depth course with over five hours of content that will change your life for better in every way. And it's a course Amy and I have just started. And we are already motivated by the modules we have taken. The course is broken down into eight powerful sections. Fitz teaches them herself, and they include why fitness impacts every aspect of your life. The exact formula for weight loss. The four pillars of fitness. How to design your own workout. And so much more. Get started today by going to fitsness.com and use our discount code exclusively for the Runcation Nation. When you sign up, enter RED22, that's R-E-D-22, in the discount code box at checkout for 10% off the entire course. Thank you to Fitz for sponsoring this week's show. We'll put a link to the course in our show notes. Please check out the course, Fixing Your Life with Fitsness at fitsness.com. Thank you for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, or wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.